Good morning and welcome to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumter. Good morning, Stacey. How's the gambling? How's the gambling? I, I'm doing well. Not gambling, but I am in Vegas. I'm, I'm actually enjoying a beautiful view of the mountains and, and the and the strip here where I'm at. Um, and that that feeds my, my need for, for gambling for a while. No, no need to go downstairs and deal with all the smoke and the noise. <laughs> So, and how well, about you? I, thought, I thought you were going to win a lot of money so we could build an entire um, uh, radio studio. I, I'm so disappointed. <laughs> That'd be the next trip. Sorry. Yeah, no. My, my <laughs> I, I gambled away the other night. Trip. Now I'm going to build us anything. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. But, <laughs> but you're home, but you were here as well this week. So you just got home last night, right? I was. We, we were there to enjoy the ultimate software users conference, which was, um, as usual, an extraordinary gala with 4,500 people in a huge ballroom in Las Vegas. Yeah, yeah they always put on but, quite a show, and you're never quite sure what you're going to expect. The Scott Share always ends up doing something somewhat dangerous and a bit unnerving on stage, right? <laughs> Well, that's they have, they have they have a chief. What, what I think he's called the chief relationship manager or the chief relationship officer or something. Like that. But but Bill is always doing some sort of daredevil acrobatic Las Vegas thing as the opening bit of the conference. <laughs> yeah, and it's it's really kind of a tremendous show because it says. Our executives take risks in public. Yeah, and it's a, it's a great message to be delivering um, to an audience of customers. Is 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 we're willing to take risks just like we ask you to. Yeah, yeah, and they definitely do, they definitely do um, make a point throughout the entire session of uh, focusing on uh, taking risks. But also being very, very human about it and, you know, the challenges that go into any of those type of things. And that's always good to see as well. So and the nice thing about Ultimate is that it has a big focus on the culture and their focus has always been about the culture. And they definitely show it off at their uh, Ultimate Ulti Pro Connect event that they have each year. So, yeah, it's, um, so it's fun. And we always get a great two-day session while we're here as analysts. Which is somewhat we don't always get that. Some vendors will bring us in and just have us do the event, and they'll have maybe one meeting. Um, Ultimate sort of brings many of their people who are presenting in bigger sessions to the analyst room, and basically gives us a, a good two days full of, of sort of insight into what they're doing and what they're planning on doing, and and how that fits into the bigger picture that they're presenting at the event. So it's it's a nice mix of getting a chance to sort of talk to customers and and get a deep dive into what Ultimate's doing. So. Right, right. And and they they actually they actually are hungry for hard questions, which is which is I think um uh, separates them from a lot of the other players. They they they're not defensive about their work at all. They they take those two days with us um to test out ideas and to see what the yeah. response is to the ideas. Right, and, the, and uh, many of the presentations, as we sort of all the aspects of their business, many of the presentations began with, I'm here to, tell, to test out some ideas. Here they are. What do you yeah. think? 
Exactly. Yeah, and it is somewhat refreshing because, because you know, there are a lot of times when we're at these events and, you know, vendors can become very defensive and it's their babies that they're working on in some sense. And analysts tend to be a bit outspoken on what we think, <laughs> what we see. Um, and so it is nice and refreshing to be in a, in a setting where they're asking for your feedback and they're open to it um, as it fits into the picture that they're presenting, as well as, you know, the feedback that they're getting from their customers and the, and the market as a whole. So um, it's a good mix that they provide here. So, yeah, they, they not only had, um, they had over almost 4,000 people here. Um, they also were highlighting, I think some really decent unmounted, nothing major or huge that, you know, I think, we're not seeing a lot of huge announcements in the HR tech space right now. There's a lot of platforming stuff going on and behind the scenes work going on in, in almost every vendor that we're talking to these days um, in preparation, I think, for what will be the next generation of the artificial intelligence conversation. But they did do, I think, a nice job of also announcing um, the the now sort of completed um, integration efforts with their PeopleDoc acquisition, which was an employee file management and case management tool with a bit of sort of, um, you know, uh, mobile portal components to it. And they've done a nice job sort of showing how that will fit into the ultimate world and, and showed a couple of great case studies of that. They also announced um, how Xander which is their artificial intelligence, one of the few that does not have a female name in the market as a whole, how Xander is being um, leveraged more deeply throughout their product, um, including in some of their um, uh, matching, candidate matching tools, which it was, was a, got a huge applause from the audience that, that the kind of Xander candidate matching analysis that included some bias tracking um, capabilities would be sort of part of their overall package. It wouldn't be extra cost, and so that was a, a big win for the audience. Um, and they also announced, I think, that Xander was going to be checking performance reviews, and I say this carefully, but giving guidance on whether performance reviews or the reviewees were putting in more biased language based off of sort of the performance that they were evaluating. So those are sort of the big announcements they also made here as well. Did you catch anything else, John? Um, no. This was this was sort of the um, uh, Xander and Ultimate's AI efforts have been evolving over a number of years, and this was this was the moment at which that became the centerpiece of the Ultimate conversation. Yeah. So, so it was. It's, it's interesting to see to see that. I mean, they have they have bet profoundly that the future is software that manages you, um, and um, it's you know this is this is my interest, and 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 they are they are making some very interesting strides. I'm not sure that I buy the whole thing, but they have the. Um, the first observable AI code of ethics mm-hmm. in the HR tech vendors, right? So this this makes them sort of the de facto leader in in this area of of HR, which is kind of a surprise when you consider their size and market. They've they've become a billion dollar, and that was a big deal that they talked about. But they are still 
little compared to some of the other players in the space, and yet they are demonstrating leadership, real leadership yeah. in in a, in a um, rapidly clarifying vision of where HR technology goes. Right, and that that yeah. is a data science driven operation that uses data to um, amp up the performance of the organization right and that's it was it was very cool to be able to to sit um, in that future for a place and much of the things that they were sharing are still early days. You know, they may have a few customers using it in beta sets yet, but, you know, it was very clear that they have, I think, taken the time to think thoughtfully, and I think that's, that's the best word you can use for it, thoughtfully about how their artificial intelligence fits with their view of the world, right? And and, and Ultimate has a has a pretty clear, distinct message about the fact that they're, uh, an organization that has built their business off of culture. They feel other organizations um, can make a big difference if they focus on culture. And so the artificial intelligence that they've created, they've embedded in ways in which it has, at least from their perspective, an impact on the cultural conversation of a company as much on the activities of getting work done, right? Right. It's a, and, and I think that's an interesting idea. I, I don't, believe that that culture as the primary focus of HR is the answer for every company but in places in the places where where culture really matters um, this this is a thing that's building a set of tools for realizing that yeah so it's, it was it was yeah it was it was good to be there um that they model behavior that lots of other companies ought to try to emulate. And um, I came away wishing that I had more time to spend learning more about what they do. Yeah. Yeah. I think that the only request I had for additional, we, we, we definitely wanted to dive deeper into their, some of their technology conversations. We learned some, some great stuff about sort of what they're planning and how they're thinking about, you know, sort of the underlying architecture of their applications um, that's always a, a a big question. You know, analysts sometimes get into that with the idea of sort of picking apart all the things that an organization is doing wrong. But it's also, I think, a really valuable opportunity to see how an organization is capable of scaling. So we were talking about, you know, factors like pipelines and how big they are. And if you're going to be transferring a lot of data, which is what the artificial intelligence data conversation is all about, do you have a pipeline big enough to do that? Those were conversations we were getting into. And I think those are the kind of things that, you don't always get from the vendors. So it was, it was a nice, I think, open um, session that they were giving. So, yeah, good, good week, definitely. You know, the other thing that is worth mentioning is, is, is that Ultimate Software, which is a Florida-based company, com- company and, and Florida isn't exactly known for its uh, embrace of liberal ideas, uh, Ultimate Software is a sort of a model of how to do the diversity and inclusion, or, or as the, the, the distinction they'd make is diversity and belongingness, um, and 
you see it you see it everywhere the the understanding that this is their issue in their kind of world is just everywhere so the stats are that that half of the company is female and 45% of management is female um yeah. uh, uh, there's there's some there's some other dimensions to uh um, that that are harder to get at um uh, but 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 on the gender question this this is a, a just an excellent story well i mean when you when you look at you know the 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 market as a whole for hr technology it's it's really easy and very quickly oftentimes seen that you know at the most senior levels um you know everyone tends to look alike in a space ultimately we are you know when you're talking about the buyers 75% of the HR population is female, right? You know, and so that's a, a, a telling sign that there is change that's needed in the market as a whole. And I think Ultimate has embraced it from a, both a, um, just a general how we hire, how we do things, right? And then they're, they're also, you know, I think looking at diversity and inclusion from both, you know, kind of a who we are, but also what you know, how we think. And so they're doing a lot of cognitive work as well. And that was nice to see. Um, and they're opening up, I think, the conversation to a lot of other things like abilities within an organization and um, background and cultures and those type of things as well. And you hear a lot of lip service to that in a lot of organizations. I don't know that I've seen an organization start to put things in place around it. Um, and I have seen, I mean, one of the things that Ultimate's doing is they're doing a, a program um, that they're part of. I think there's only five or six companies in the, the U.S. who are doing it where they're going to be doing special programs for bringing in people with different disabilities, particularly those with autism, into their organization and figuring out sort of the best way to recruit and develop and work in that environment. And those are fascinating things to see that organizations doing. They're, they're actually, you know, taking their the sort of feedback from the market as a whole, right? Yep. So thanks, Ultimate Software, a lot. Um, and what else have we got in the mailbag? Well, there's a lot going on. I mean, this is definitely high season for um, HR technology and HR technology changes. Um, one quick um, update <clears throat> I saw this uh, week is Unit 4 is acquiring Intuio, which is an HCM offering. So Unit 4 is a ERP slash HCM, and they're adding to their, their package there. We're also seeing that um, German LinkedIn rival. Now, I don't know if I'm going to say this name correctly. Is this Zing or Zhang? I'm not sure. It's X-I-N-G. Zing. Zing. Is that how it's pronounced? Zing. Yeah. Is rebranding as New Work, and it's acquiring a recruitment platform, Honeypot, for up to $64 million. We also have Amazon releasing conversational and knowledge data set of more than 4 million words. I want to see what you think about that, John, but we'll, we'll quickly get through sort of the big topics. Automatic launched Happy Tool, distributed workforce $5 per user. Basically, that's the WordPress company um, getting into the HR tech space. Um, and then if we have time today, we also have um, Agorize raising $20 million to expand their Canadian presence. And we've got, which is a scheduling tool, and Microsoft partners um, with open classrooms to recruit and train 1,000 AI students. 
So kind of a mixed bag today, but lots of different things going on. Where do you want to start, John? Well, so so let's start with honeypot. Is it honeypot sort of slang for um, the tool that you use to clean the outhouse? I I wouldn't know on that front. <laughs> I think I think I think we've got a couple of these naming like happy tools yeah. in, the, exactly. in, the, in the news that 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 are a German company calling its product Honeypot. Um, um, I suppose you can't fault them for not understanding American slang, but um, that that's an interesting that's an interesting bit. Where do you want to start with? I'll this? let you convert. Yeah, well, you know, I I'm interested in your thoughts on this piece about Microsoft or about um, Amazon launching the conversational knowledge data set. So they they make a big splash about the fact that they're launching basically four million words that were crowdsourced of human conversations um, provided by teams, um, and they're going to actually ask that organization sort of compete to see who's going to get extended version of this data set, which they think will improve anybody who's investing in natural language processing and understanding how conversations change and understanding how people like you and I might start a sentence and end it, you know, and end it in a completely different way because you're halfway through, you've thought of a different thought. I don't know. Is this, is this big news? Is this something we're missing in the, in the market in AI? Well, in the, in the market in AI, a big is that um, conversation depends on regional dialects and euphemisms, and it depends on shared language inside of smaller cultures. And so, so most of the work in AI right now is solving the giant problem, which is which is everybody everywhere talking about everything, and yeah. and and so that's 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 interesting, and that that theoretically will help with problems like you know the um, the Apple chatbot has a hard time with the first person pronoun I because so many other products have that in the name, uh, mm-hmm. and. Um, teaching the machine to hear the difference between um, I want some food and iPhone um, or I called you and iPhone. Um, that's mm-hmm. that's that's a thing that that the the tools currently don't get right very well. Um, the the second layer of it is that is that there's this assertion that know the meanings of the word you know the meanings of the phrase mm. and um may or may not be true that may or may not be true but it's how a bottoms-up approach to artificial intelligence works is the theory is that if you get all the little details at the ground floor perfect like mapping all of the houses in the world like that google did um then you get the top level view perfect as well, and and I'm not sure that that works with language. So so is it certainly going to be a lot of fussing over this? Um, 
Um, is it is it important? I think it probably sidesteps the big problems. Well, that's interesting. So it so it gives us something, but it doesn't give us maybe what we really need. Well, John, you're going to have to help the company figure out what they really need. Then is what it sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So 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 um, um, good for Amazon for trying to make their data more readily available for people to use. Um, um, uh, bad for the industry that it, it sounds like a big deal bigger deal than it actually is than it is well and and this is one of the challenges right with it with the market as a whole and artificial intelligence we're we're we know it's coming everybody's working on it but it feels a little bit like um like you know a big storm that's coming down the road you're not exactly sure what you're going to get from it you know there'll be rain you know there'll be lightning but it could flood it could last for an hour and be gone you know it's just it's it's a little hard to, to get a sense of what it's really going to be like and so i guess we'll, we'll we'll have to wait and see the other big topic i thought was interesting was the idea that wordpress um uh or the company that owns it automatic is um creating a, a basically what they're calling and i'm using their exact words is a their happy schedule a calendar-based time management app designed to help manage employees' schedules and tackle support queries from across the organization. So more maybe like a personal scheduler, time management calendar, but it does feel a bit like it's starting to get into the space of of HR, a lot of things that HR is trying to do as well with time tracking, performance management, productivity evaluations. And to me, I'm just wondering, does this, type of technology start to fall under the purview of HR. I, I don't know, John, do you think, you know, is this, is this more like a, just a Google calendaring tool and is it, you know, and, and in HR's purview as much as that is, or do you think we're going to start to see more of these hybrid environments coming in? So what this looks like to me, and this is, this is a huge problem when you roll intelligent tools, there's a, there's a level of at which, the machine can't answer the question, right? So, so most knowledge management tools, chatbots and the like, um, can get to 80% reliability pretty easily. They can answer 80% of questions that they're fed. And, you know, it's a Pareto analysis. So those, those 80% are the ones that cause 20% of the problems. Um, and the remaining 20% are the ones that cause 80% of the problem. So, so currently what AI does is it answers all the easy questions, leaves the hard questions for human beings. Now, when you do that, you create this um, expectation in the workforce that the hard questions will get answered as quickly as the easy ones. And in order to do that properly, you have to schedule the answering of those questions because they're not uh, can you remember this in bs about it they are research they're always going to be research oriented questions and so you have to schedule time for them to be answered happy tools um happy schedule happy tools product happy schedule looks to me <laughs> like a tool that automates the scheduling of the answering of those support queries. And so, so you get a question, 
the chatbot can't answer it, it gets forwarded on to the support group in charge of answering it, and it classes the query, assigns a standard amount of time and priority to it, and puts it on your calendar as a schedule item. Um, I think that's what this is. It's a worker tool, and um, it's exactly at the place where HR has greatest impact in the organization and exactly where um, interesting disruption in nature is going to come from. Yeah. That's the thing I think, you know, you know, this caught my eyes, that sort of knowledge workers conversation more so in some cases, but, you know, up till, you know, and even really for the most part in most knowledge working environments, they, people don't track, the work they're doing in general, right? It, it's very hard to, you know, calculate how many hours you spend thinking about something or worrying about something or getting an answer to something, right, which is part of the knowledge worker's job. This is trying to take a stab at that. And if that's the case, then it should be as important to HR as any shift management tool would be um, for someone working. Yep. We'll see it as that's exactly- I don't know, you know. Yep, that's exactly right. Um, so it'll be fun. I think I think it's interesting that that the company that builds WordPress is starting to ship um, HR and operational management tools. I, I I believe that you know when you when you think about how the industry sees itself, um, the typically the HR tech industry view of the world that is a single manager with a single team doing a singularly focused job. And yeah. that's, that's not how it is for most people, right? Most people have two bosses um, and, and every individual in the workforce spends some amount of their time trying to sort out the difference between the priorities and the two bosses. Uh, and that's how, that's how the world works when you have teams. Um, and um, HR technology companies haven't been great at delivering products that that imagine the world operating that way. And so it's interesting to see disruption coming from the sides. Exactly, yeah. And that, you know, the team conversation is a, is a much bigger conversation, and it's, it, there is so many, you know, elements to that managing a team differently than how you manage an individual and and I think you made a good point you know most of the traditional HR technology sort of rolls up the idea of managing an individual to then how they would manage a team but they're actually they're not the same things and it's a very different sort of connotation about how you have to think about it and some like WordPress that has been working with organizations all over the world on how to develop websites right um, right. and their own platform development tools has probably had a lot more experience in some cases with that team concept. Um, and so it will be interesting. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, one of the other organizations that got just as much money as the, um, what were is just as so much sort of attention and about $20 million of investment was another organization that I think it's worth sort of maybe wrapping up the conversation on today, which is, Active Track raising $20 million for employee monitoring software. Um, this is, it's just a, a, a web 
you know, monitoring tool for, you know, what you would see sort of your screen monitoring tools that you have in most organizations. But they're starting to add data analysis to this, big data crunching, um, capturing data at different time sets, figuring out maybe how they can capture screens that normally they wouldn't capture, but, you know, deleting information that would be personal for employees. This getting investment and a pretty, you know, large size investment of $20 million seems to be, you know, an additional, you know, sort of thing that we're seeing that organizations are just wanting to get more data on what their employees are doing, right? Yeah, well, when you look at when you look at what they're saying here, the, the, it's worth underlining this: the global employee monitoring market is a billion dollars today, and is growing at the rate of twenty-five percent a year. Oh, so that's huge. The Active Track <laughs> tool is sort of. A, a very intelligent, you can't do Facebook at, on work time um, yeah. tool, much more than it is an analysis of is the stuff that you're doing on your machine actually productive. But it is starting to have that directive because it's not no longer just a site blocker. Um, yeah. But the, but they're looking at when you spend time on GitHub, what are you doing, and how does that relate to your uh, KPIs? Uh, um, and and so we're more of this. We're going to see lots more of this. We're going to see um, we're going to see HR departments who know that their employees are pregnant before the employees know that they're pregnant. Oh, well, now you just scared the hell out of me. <laughs> she, she's Target, Target could do that if you, buy, if you buy two kinds of vitamins. Target knows that you're I pregnant. I know, but, but it just seems so different to have my someone in my company versus, you know, that big anonymous, you know, company that I go and buy things from, right? But you're right. No, this is, this is, the, this is the direction that we're heading, right? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we absolutely are, and and yeah. and the products. You know, I, I'm seeing lots and lots of financial wellness products emerge, yeah. um, and and they all start with the premise that what you're going to do is tell the software that your employer provides you details of your financial life, and yeah. I'm not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm not doing it. That's not part of my. I know you're not doing my it. employer. But I do think, and this is something that's that's going to be interesting to see. I think the next generation will. I, I sort of assessing this is interesting. I got a I got a grad student right now who's doing a survey out to her out to her peers on what they expect to do in a mobile environment. I'm waiting to see what that data comes back because I'm going to be intrigued to see um, with their HR functions, but. I, I, you know, just listening to sort of my children and my friends' kids and their, you know, when we're all in their 20s and, and you know, early teens, they, they're just not as worried about this kind of stuff when it comes to an entity that they know, right? They're much more worried about it when it comes to entities they don't know. But they want the advice and the guidance and they're willing to give over some of their personal you know, information to get that, right? That's, that, that's interesting. Um, so... It'll be. We'll watch that unfold, and 
yeah, run yeah. through our half hour. What a great conversation today, Stacey. Thanks. Thanks. Wonderful conversation. Yeah, definitely. Uh, we'll be back here next week, I think, at the same time. And um, we'll look forward to talking to everybody again. This is always fun, John. Thanks. Okay, you've been listening to HR Tech Weekly, One Step Closer with Stacey Harris and John Sumpter. Back here next week, and here are those Irish guys again. Bye-bye now. Bye, everyone.